Um, and as promised, we are going to be taking the pulse of political youth. Uh, I can no longer claim to be a political youth. Um, I'm finally in that over 35 age demographic, but we're joined uh, today by some very youthful, um, politically interested types, and they represent the youth wings of the political parties, or the ones who are uh, cared enough to come here, or actually have like youth reps. Uh, well, we know the Nat young Nats do actually have a strong cadre, but for whatever reason, they didn't want to participate. Um, but, yeah, they all seem a little brainwashed sometimes. But uh, with us we have Sam Purchase from Young Act. Hello. Um, which is, you know, people forget that Act still exists. There aren't just four political parties after the election. There's actually five in Parliament. But we'll talk more about that later. Uh, and we've got Bonnie Harrison from Young Labor. And uh, she's been... Uh, she reached out saying that she was interested in... Uh, learning a little bit more about the political broadcasting, so it's great to have her with us. And Will Dreyer from The Young Greens. How are you, Will? I feel like um, it's a bit of a reunion from the... Um, uh, what, what were they calling that? Pints and politics. Pints and politics. Yeah. Uh, in Refuel, now known as U-Bar, apparently. Um, yeah, because Sam and Will and I, we were all on a panel together, and there was a different young labor person, but you were there, weren't you? I was in the audience, and yeah. I was heckling all of you. So uh, I was there, I was there. Yeah. Uh, I, I do kind of remember your face <laughs> now that you mentioned that. Oh, no. Uh, um, but, yeah, I mean, the government has changed. Um, you guys probably have different levels of enthusiasm about that. But uh, before we go into the political issues of the day, you guys were all just at Clubs Day uh, this time last week. And I just wanted to go through you guys one by one to talk a little bit about uh, what it was like on the stall and what kind of reception you're getting uh, from the youth this year. Um, you know, those young first years, when they first come, they're so, like, malleable. Um, just, yeah, tell me what you did to try to brainwash them. We'll start with you, Sam. Well, we, we had a really good day. It was very uh, haphazard, as Young Act tends to be. I forgot the sign-up sheet, so we essentially just sort of meandered around the uh, around the link, and lots of people wanted to come and take selfies with David Seymour, and it was quite interesting seeing, that how, seeing how his uh, recognisability had changed since last year when we were doing the same thing, where last year far fewer selfies were taken, whereas this year there was a constant flood of people coming in, and then we progressed from there to... Uh, Iran. We were invited to the Carnival Day at Irana, where more selfies and tug of wars and things progressed. And then we brought a lot of the new sign-ups along to get sozzled at the uh, at the Cook. And so, okay. all in all, it was, it was quite a fun evening. What was the event at the Cook? Just uh, it was it was an excuse some to drink. DJs. Yeah, some some random DJs. No DJs. Uh, <laughs> um, and so with David Seymour, mm. like. There, there's been rumors that um, ACT is going to rebrand, yep. uh, and I guess for for you, having been a candidate in the past, yeah. are, is there more allegiance to the David Seymour party or to ACT? Uh, for me, there is more allegiance to the David Seymour party. I mean, for, personally, my allegiance goes so far as the party represents my own views. I mean, if, if the party decides to rebrand into a socially conservative party, then... I will be less enthusiastic about that because personally 
I hold the values of individual liberty and being able to live your life however you want so long as the government isn't interfering. Those are the most important characteristics for me. And I'm not just going to swear allegiance to whatever the party decides to rebrand into, but I will... Do you have any inklings of what this uh, the David Seymour party will look like? It's, yeah. it's a work in progress. We're currently sending out feelers around the country and having uh, having some members' meetings to basically have discussions with people and see what the uh, what the trends are amongst the ACT members and how they'd like the party to progress from here. And as well as that, doing some just other polling around the general public to see what they'd like to see in a party. And I think that with National moving further and further to the left, it is leaving a bigger and bigger void for ACT to fill. And so I'm, I am very interested, interested to see where it goes from here. Okay, well, yes, David Seymour got himself in a bit of hot water the other day, uh, but we'll come back to that. Bonnie, what was it like on the labor stall? Uh, in the labor stall, we didn't have the benefit of having jelly beans and other weird games like the national stall did, and we did have to keep a respectful distance from them to stop any fights. And we didn't have the star power of David Seymour or any other um, labor MP for the day. But we did have um, a great, really energetic response from um, first years especially. I mean, they're all on their first year free, so it's always a nice way to end a conversation, maybe guilt them into putting their name down saying, hey, enjoy <laughs> enjoy your first year free education. Um, but we found it to be really energetic. We had a lot of people coming up to talk to us. I think on the Clubs and Socks Day we had over 100 sign-ups for Southern Young Labour, which is outstanding. You, you you don't get that response um, every year, and I think that reflects people are excited by our new government. They're excited by Jacinda, and um, I think they are very excited to get into their education and really experience it with fees free. Okay, and what is it that you think? I mean, you're a young person as well. Why why are people so excited about Jacinda? Is it just her age, or what is it that is like? Um, what is it the driving factor? driving factor behind the whole Jacinda mania. Yeah, yeah. What Like, as a Jacinda maniac yourself, <laughs> what, what's yeah. going on there? Part of it's definitely the age. She obviously does relate to uh, the younger generation. We've seen for a very long time a, um, a crowd of older, whiter men in power for a long time now, and that's historically... But Simon Bridges is part Maori, so it's he all is, good. And <laughs> I think we should talk about that later, about we Simon will. Bridges, but yeah. it is fantastic to see the first... Um, National yeah. leading a major party. Yeah. Uh, but back to Jacinda, I think it's it's um, the change from Andrew to Jacinda was necessary to bring that kind of uh, excitement and interest. But I think it helped uh, the younger generation. It, it was that crossing the line and getting into the politics that is the Labour Party, getting into socialist ideals, uh, and really celebrating everyone getting um, a fair start. And people are excited about that. Okay, and now. Now that Labour's in there, they've had to sort of throttle back a little on the socialist rhetoric, shall we yes. say. Um, and I, it sounds like, um, you know, sort of principled pragmatism was not what excited the youth. If uh, the pragmatism, you know, keeps replacing uh, the idealism, will people stay on board, do you think? While there definitely is a need for pragmatism when you're in Parliament because you do have to work with people. You have to work with people like David Seymour. You have to work with people <laughs> like the National Party. Um, like, say, passing the TPP, for instance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and passing up. things like um, medicinal cannabis. And we have introduced that bill as part of our 100-day plan, which is uh, very exciting. Deeply subpar cannabis legislation. Well, we'll be talking about cannabis. <laughs> don't you worry, guys. We've got, to, we've got to get to the Greens yet. <laughs> 
Um, the pragmatism is something that I think is expected, but I mean, has it really, has the idealism really been tempered? The 100 day plan was, was completed. I think that's an incredible milestone. And if just taken at that symbolic surface value that they've completed what they promised during election season, clearly the stardust uh, hasn't settled. That, that <laughs> you you've had that plan. Oh, you've yeah. had that plan. <laughs> had it queued up. <laughs> but yeah, I think the the energy around clubs and socks day really reflects that people are still interested in what Labour has to offer, and they're really uh, enjoying this new government and what it promises. Okay, I think the stardust is getting in my lungs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Will, tell us about the Greens tall. I mean, the Greens is is the real student party. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah, I. I slagged you guys off a lot during the election, but it was all because uh, I wanted to. I wanted you to be even better. And I would have to say, since the election, you have kind of stepped up on a few things. Um, it's yeah. Oh, totally. We've gotten the opportunity to prove ourselves. Um, like uh, Bonnie found, there was huge amounts of enthusiasm on Club's Day. Um, Hundreds, uh, like hundred signups and more. Um, people were talking to us like nonstop, like six hours of just straight conversations, which was fantastic. Um, I think now that Greens and Labour and New Zealand First have formed this coalition, people are not seeing the left as a just the left anymore. They're seeing us as our individual parties and what we can bring to that. Mm-hmm. It's about time. Yes. Yeah, it is. It's definitely about time. And so now this is sort of the Greens' time to shine because we've got ministerial positions and we can we, we are proving ourselves in government did you guys have a selfie station um yes chloe got a lot of oh selfies. chloe of yes. course and in i fact, mean actually i got a can we have a selfie off with chloe <laughs> and david seymour i think david seymour um appeals with the selfies because he's become a bit of a meme honestly um but chloe's just got that youth factor and um everyone loves her yes meme or um yeah i i mean yeah, well, well, we'll talk about David Seymour a little more later. Um, and with the Greens, like, the the people that came to the Green stall, um, yeah. you, you guys had a lot of sign-ups. What, what was the issue that, were, that people were really fired up about? Like, what, um, you know, the, stud- the new students who wanted to identify with the Greens, what were they, um, the big issues for them? Um, all of our election issues, really. There's, um, like, mending the safety net was an issue um, that people kept bringing up as well as... But is that really, like, these university students, are many of them oh. relying on that? Or? No, but they, they know people who are relying yeah, on the Yeah, so it matters so to it them. It still matters. Yeah. Um, they, they also brought up student policies. Um, I had people talk to me, talking to me about our policy for um, living costs for people in postgraduate study, which isn't currently a policy under the other parties, um, but we were promoting that during the election. And of course, like the classics, like climate change and rivers and that sort of thing as well. Yeah. What what free stuff did you all give out quickly, just down the line? Did you give out anything free? We did a few of the classic uh, act condoms. Oh, of course, you yes. Av- avoid uh, labour pains. Uh, uh, but who's ever going to be using those? Uh, <laughs> not David Seymour. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Bonnie, what did you guys give away? Uh, we gave away our highly coveted David Clark pens, which are renowned Ooh. to be uh, the best political pens that you can get your hands on. So they were in high demand. They we are quite good pens. He's got to come up with you. new material, David. He's been using that pen line for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Three terms. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, we also had some lovely David Clark French magnets. Okay. Uh, we're, we're a party of simple means, clearly. We didn't really have uh, much razzle-dazzle, as was noted in the Otago Daily Times, actually. Right, yes. hmm. And did you guys give stuff away? Yeah, we had we had a bunch of stickers and collateral and stuff. We had the uh, I Only Date uh, boys or girls or people who vote green or live green stickers, which were and coasters, actually, which were hugely successful. Um, we also had ball openers, because it's a university, and of course you need ball openers. I oh. heard that those were actually quite flimsy. I know someone who's who's broke after three three. Oh, really? Wow, that cheap plastic. This has been going strong for over a year now. It's, wow. it's enough for oh, me to forego my allegiance clearly. and put a young man's keychain on. Are the are the act condoms multi-use? That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's only one way to find out. <laughs> oh, They're not even single. Well, and you know, of course, uh, it's it's it's, at, it's your libertarian um, choice to to try to find that yeah, out. I mean, exactly. I've, 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 been, I've been going on for about six months now and haven't had any kids yet. So. <laughs> So right. we can make it last. <laughs> Let's hope, Sam. Let's hope for all of our sakes. Um, so what do you guys think, like, you know, are, are students getting more politically activated? Because for a long time, there was a languishing of political activity on campus. And, and we even saw the point where the young Nats were kind of bigger than young labor or anything like that. It, it was kind of mind-boggling to... You know, I don't know, people who have traditionally celebrated youth culture to see that kind of um, almost 1980s Wall Street-ish um, just drive for for money and, and being a good worker as opposed to the critic and conscience of society like the university is supposed to be. Do you think that that pendulum is swinging back or is, are we still just a drop in the ocean of the commerce students? Well, I think all parties have a huge range of policies and it's finding the right ones to promote to get that student engagement. Like Labour um, and the Greens tapped into the free tertiary education, <coughs> which have always been a priority for us, but it's just uh, managing to get students to really like back it as well. And I think that's what we're finding at the moment. Like More people are leaning towards these progressive left-wing policies. Um, because that's what, um, as a society, we seem to be moving towards. A cynic hope. might say that the free tertiary was to get the numbers up on campus, and I mean, in some ways, the more expensive tertiary education got, the less socialists and the more young mass <laughs> there were on campus. Yeah, if I may, I think in the John Key years, which was quite a centrist government, it was run by a man who you know, felt like you could have a beer with him and all that old <laughs> rhetoric, I think it did encourage... Uh, Sitting on one's laurels from the from the mm. left uh, parties, I they mean, didn't see an any um, a viable alternative. Yeah, really. any crack no. to even try to yeah. mount an attack, and yeah. that was reflected. I mean, in the twenty fourteen election results for for Labour, mm -hmm. um, but well, all of the election results for <laughs> Labour <laughs> up until the most all recent. Right. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, there has been that reversal. Um, one statistic that I do to throw out there because it is quite exciting is um, University of Otago polling booths uh, used to be and Dunedin North really for the party vote. It's quite it's quite blue outside of like Dunedin and within the university. Uh. It, yeah, it tends to be uh, we're down the south, of course. Uh, you, you do get that university student base from all around the country, but by and large, it has been quite blue historically. And then this year, we saw um, I think it was forty seven percent of the vote from the university polling booths was Labour. It's mm -hmm. one and two, and it was the highest Labour polling campus mm. in the country, which was quite incredible. Um, so I think it does have something to do with 
not only the young people and the students, it has something to do with the youth political bodies that operate and that work very hard. Um, and having worked within one, the amount of door knocking and phone banking and being that annoying person handing out flyers between lectures, although it is necessary, um, stuff like that, it's a real push and that only happens when you're really electrified and energised by mm. a political movement and we saw that happen last year. Well, let's hope that you guys can keep the momentum. Now, Sam, finally, before we take a break and we will come back and talk about some uh, topical political issues, but... Uh, basically, the only thing keeping the ACT Party alive is naive first-years who have read too much libertarian stuff online. Are you getting some new ones of that? Well, I mean, the, 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 the latest are naive third-years read too much libertarian stuff online. So there, there, there are a few of us as well. I mean, we our membership largely, you'll be surprised, are, are not first-years, but... Um, generally older people, generally people who actually understand economics rather than just this superficial kind of oh that's bad, toxic, that's good, I want that, give it to me free government uh, view that leads to the kind of Labour Greens attitudes. <laughs> um, and so yeah, it tends to be more economically uh, Mr. minded Scrooge. people. <laughs> Mr. Scrooge. <laughs> Look, if, if Mr. Scrooge wanted nothing more than to give freedom to people rather than to give free shit to people, then I'm sure that Mr. Scrooge would have been drawn towards yes, the act. Yes, he party, was trying to inspire Tiny Tim to lift himself up. <laughs> yeah, hand up, not hand out, right? Hey, well, we're going to play some music, and voices. when we come back, we'll all rip on Simon Bridges together. Fantastic. You're on the one, 91 FM. Bwana atasababisha adui wanaokawadhibi yako kushindwa mbele yako. Watakujia kwa njia moja lakini watakimbia mbele yako kwa njia saba. You're on Radio 1, 91 FM, your weekly politics show. We're back with our political youth triumvirate, Sam, Bonnie, and Will from... Young Act, Young Labor, and the Young Greens, and uh, Young Nats uh, were invited, but declined to be represented. To, what can you tell me about the Young Nats this year? Like, what are they like? Are they commerce students, or do you guys know any of them? Are you well, the, the legendary Tim Shields has oh. stepped down? <laughs> what? Yeah, he's no longer. The has he joined the Socialists as well? <laughs> <laughs> he, has, he hasn't done the done the guy, but he's um, yeah, he's he's no longer doing stuff with Young Nats. I think I've been an influence on him. <laughs> I'm hoping that I have been. Um, so Tim's not there. Is, is any of the old guard there? Is it all newbies? Or? Uh, Stephanie is still yeah. there, the one from the oh, yes. politics. Yes. Um, Until she is parachuted into some job. Or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not too sure. I haven't had much to do with them yet. I mean, Tim Shields was basically my hookup in the Young yeah, Nuts. I'm yeah. not sure if I'll still be getting the invitations <laughs> yeah, along to the uh, to the Young Nuts events, but we'll see. But well, so the Nats. I mean, basically, are now led by the Young Nats. Apparently, um, <laughs> young uh, young at a stretch. He's what forty yeah. one. Yeah. How old's Jacinda? She's thirty. Have she turned thirty eight? She's either thirty seven or thirty eight. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, how, yeah. How's David Seymour? 34? Same age as Abe, Party leader, yes. Mm. Um, 
And Simon Bridges, I mean, what do you guys make of... Um, to me, I almost think he's going to be worse than Bill English or John Key. Like, he's more conservative. Mm. He doesn't pretend to, um, you know, pay lip service to these social issues. He doesn't... Yeah. Oh, he, he, did, he paid lip service just the other day. He said, you know, we need to be more focused about the environment. Oh, great. And that's after years of promoting <laughs> <laughs> like, deep-sea oil drilling. <laughs> <laughs> that's a... Uh, yeah. Already using weasel words around the housing crisis as well, I know. Oh. There's a housing crisis for people who don't have houses. I think it's just, it's more of the same. It's nothing very exciting. He's the same kind of figurehead as Bill English um, in that he, he voted against gay marriage, he voted mm. against uh, abortion legalization, mm. uh, decriminalization. Um, He's the same values. I don't think this is a particularly exciting move by the Nats, but I think it was the only viable one out of the candidates that was suggested. Mm. Well, and we were talking a little bit before off-air about how um, Chris Bishop was taken out. Uh, and he was seen as another potential youth leadership candidate, and he was a lot more socially progressive. Yeah. And um, yeah. regardless of, of who you think did it, uh, with the Snapchat, um, it was uh, a pr pretty clearly a political hit job. Mm. I mean, <laughs> even if Chris Bishop tried to make advances to some teenage girls on Snapchat, which he didn't, but even if he had, I think they would have been pretty roundly rebuffed because uh, he's, <laughs> he's not a catch, I'm just saying. But well, um, He's already kind of punching above his waist. That was a low blow. Um, <laughs> But yeah, Snapchat's out of bounds for politicians now, uh, as we hear. Oh, that's but bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> we've still got Davy Seymour. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, is he still, still on Snapchat? Yeah. And and sending the dick pics and <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> only if you're very lucky. <laughs> hey, well, no, he's, he's, he's very very above board. <laughs> yeah. If you're he's listening, discerning to with his uh, <laughs> sender <laughs> details. Um, so Simon Bridges is. I mean, is this like? We're young and have a leader who's part Maori now. Is is that gonna do anything for Nash? I mean, this it's just such a, it's it's very superficial. It seems to be someone that no one really likes outside the Nats. Yeah, like and not the even the Nats Hawker. constituency. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not gonna do anything to I think grow their appeal and not to the um, Maori voters either. I mean, it is incredible that it's his, and it's historic even that they have a leader of Maori descent and they have a deputy of Maori descent um, in Paula Bennett. Uh, I, with Labour um, conquering the seven Maori electorates like in a clean sweep, um, I think it's it's um, clear that Maori um, that Labour is appealing to um, Maori values, and uh, we have a great set of Maori uh, MPs. I don't feel like. I don't know, Simon Bridges, he's not exactly um, appealing in any sense of the word. Ah. I don't think he's going to bring anything new at all, and that's that's just my take. Yeah, he seemed to just gain a lot of pride in his Maori heritage, like, all, all of, of a sudden. sudden. Yeah. <laughs> I think even, like, disregarding his appealingness, um, Judith Collins hasn't exactly shown much professionalism um, during this the, no. the, the elect national election. Um, National Party election, I should say, um, you know, stab him in the front. So I think, honestly, she's going to be a liability in the fact that she's probably going to be like trying to undermine Bridges for winning um, mm. at every opp opportunity she gets. Yeah, well, and people have mentioned that if Bridges is a weak leader, then obviously it's just a matter of waiting for a few rounds of polling until they're forced to change it again. Um, yeah. yeah. Who do you think's waiting in the wings? Or or is there any anybody that you guys see as a... Um, 
you know, you, you've got your finger on the youth politics pulse. Who's a more palatable leader who's in the National Party now? I'd Who, say it'd have to be either Bishop or Collins. I mean, both of those, both of them are fairly libertarian in their politics. So I think that it's pretty important that the right, in particular, starts to take a more socially liberal stance. But Collins is so tainted with her law and order, corruption. the crusher. Yeah, well, yeah, not to mention uh, <laughs> direct <laughs> direct corruption. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Number one least corrupt <laughs> country in the world. <laughs> yeah, well, if we got rid of Judith, we'd be even worse. <laughs> uh, I think Nikki Kay would stand against Yeah, why did she rule herself out? I don't know. Um, Maybe they were too scared of kind of playing the same card of a young... Jacinda, yeah. yeah. They're probably yeah. biding their time They're like, until they... Man, yeah, that's so cynical that just to yeah, throw up a young woman. politics <laughs> like that. You know, for, for people who look at the, the imagery, just the surface, I think what made the election uh, so exciting was that all of a sudden it was this young woman and it was this older um, traditional values man. And so it is a visible difference. Um... It is sad to say maybe Amy Adams or um, Nikki Kay couldn't do it because it's it's a young woman versus a young woman. Um, maybe it's even regressive to say that. I thought I thought Amy Adams would have done well. Yeah, like yeah, I mean, same. she's more. She was the second. She was. Um, it was her and Simon Bridges who were up in the kind of yeah betting, yeah betting yeah ring, those two. Um, they're all just spineless though. Yeah. Collins is the only one who was running her to spine. Mm. <sighs> yeah, she had all other people's spines as well. She was holding them. Feasting upon them, yeah. <laughs> she would have been a Trump-esque leader, yeah. and I don't think that's what New Zealand needs right now. Or ever. Or ever. <laughs> yeah. Just a step, a step backwards and quite uh, vicious and unfeeling and petty politics, really, if your whole stance is, I will beat Jacinda, not I will do what's best for New Zealand. Mm. Yeah. Now, let's move on to something that I'm sure we can all agree on, uh, and that's the cannabis issue. I love talking about it. May as well. My, my listeners come to expect it. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a youth issue. Um, it's something that we were sort of promised during the election, and, and they did something that they were able to say ticked the box from the 100 Days plan, but I think we're all waiting to see more, and... Um, it's it's just so, you know, of all the things of New Zealand being a progressive country, world leader, you know, pregnant woman prime minister, standing up to Trump, anti-nuclear, first to legalize gay marriage, prostitution, give women the vote, all of this stuff. It's like a progressive utopia. Um, and then the people who sort of come here to visit, um, they're they're shocked that we still have this, like, archaic draconian totally. prohibition that has been like wholly discredited around the world and and it's just it makes new zealand seem so out of touch but then also when it comes to our um you know like our position as a horticultural exporter and leading edge technology we're actually like rapidly falling behind and you know um many you know, people in your guys' generation or myself or our visiting exchange students, they've just gone overseas and they've come and they've seen these sort of, you know, not only the sky not falling from prohibition ending, but these sort of bustling scientific, horticultural, innovative meccas. Um, what, what do you think, I mean, is, is this an issue that's, that's big for students? I mean, I know that, um, especially the, you know, the higher-achieving, uh, politically interested types who come to uni, probably 
smoke cannabis less than they used to. Like, I mean, none of you, well, not you, Sam, but you <laughs> other guys, you guys, other guys don't strike me as, you know, being like ultra enthusiastic about it or having it play a huge role in your daily lives, but it seems like you understand the issue or, um, I mean, don't implicate yourselves or anything if you don't want to, but, um, I think more we understand that the lack of an issue is like cannabis shouldn't be illegal because it's not it should be regulated but it shouldn't be completely criminalized like no. it currently is I think this is a topic we can all agree on in this room Absolutely. Um, yeah. we're all for cannabis reform especially medicinal cannabis and um, the bill that is currently in select committee is a poor poor substitute for any real change yep. and so you guys think like I mean um you you guys you know feel free to say or not say but but as an as not being like having necessarily skin in the game as an enthusiastic stoner but knowing <laughs> that the knowing that the issue is is an important issue like do do you feel more of a drive for it because i feel like previously you know a lot of people have said oh yeah it's an issue but it's not the most important issue and you know there's always other issues that kind of get elevated above it but now that this gulf is widening of kind of international best practice versus what's happening in New Zealand and we are scientifically being left behind. There seems to be a little bit more of an urgency and even among those, you know, straighter high achieving youth who don't necessarily go out of their way to smoke it but but might be a little more motivated to actually speak up and try to advance it a little further and I feel like that's what we saw with this election but I'm just wondering, you know, was that sort of cunningly you know, captured and pivoted by the powers that be, or yeah, tell me a little bit about what you think students think about this issue, how driven they are to to force it through. It is a huge issue that seems to be unnavigable in the current parliament because there is such a huge stigma, I think, owing to about maybe thirty or forty years behind our current times. Mm. That is uh, weed, you know, laziness, um, general general debauchery and crime. Mm. Which is Reefer madness, which doesn't we used to call it. <laughs> which doesn't have to be the case. It makes sense on a scientific, on a health level, on a criminal level uh, to decriminalise cannabis. It just makes sense. Um, and yeah, it, it, it does go beyond people who use it actively. I myself don't. Um, it just makes sense on a on a social level. We need to join the rest of the world. We're a bit behind. Your face got a little bit red there. Uh, well, I feel like you might be an active user, and I just wasn't giving you credit. <laughs> I thought that's funny. Like, just to be clear, I do not smoke weed. Just so no one calls me out. Just on letting this. my fans know oh, yeah. back home. Oh, yeah. Mom, Dad, if you're listening Mom, to this, but, I do not. I promise. But hey, I'm uh, yeah experimenting at uni. You know, you never know. You never know. <laughs> Yeah, instead of, you know, experimenting with uh, left-wing politics, uh, left-wing yeah. and all that stuff. <laughs> yes, the, the gateway <laughs> drug. Socialism, the gateway <laughs> drug. Well, what about you, William? Because Greens have always had um, decriminalisation of cannabis as a huge tenor. Labour, yeah, I think, totally. has been a bit more dodgy about it. They're trying to dodge around the issue. Dodgy David. Bloody <laughs> 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 centrist uh, politics. So what's your take on it? Yeah, I mean, like, I'm that. this is another reason why I'm getting more and more stoked about the Greens, because... Previously, I feel like they felt like they had to minimize their association with it. But this election, I think they really learned um, that it's a positive association. And um, they're really running with it now. And funnily enough, they've kind of thrown Chloe Swarbrick into the deep end as the, you know, the it girl for weed with the greens. And, and she seems a little more like Bonnie when it comes to the actual <laughs> cannabis use. Uh, just from my own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, one of the uh, coalition... Um, 
confidence and supply agreements was to have a referendum on yes. cannabis Thank by 2020, yeah. which is fantastic. Yeah. So it totally is something that we've been able to push more because it is becoming more accepted as it should be. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm really stoked that that is in the works. Um, I just wish it would happen sooner. And if people yeah. sign up to the Young Greens, are they going to get to meet other people to smoke with? <laughs> <laughs> are you asking this me is you what, yeah. <laughs> Well, you never know. Uh, <laughs> I may yet walk a jump once again. <laughs> um, and and uh, Sam, I mean, yep. Act loves weed. They still love weed. Yes, it's absolutely. all good. Did you smoke up with David? Or I have not. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> under, no comment. Um, well, that's going to be it for us, and hopefully, uh, you know, the students who are tricked into listening to Radio 1 for these first few <laughs> weeks found it compelling enough and uh, reflective of their own views and uh, interests that they'll come back next week, and I hope that we'll have any of you guys back yeah. anytime. Absolutely. Can I just say something really quickly? Like, no matter whoever's listening, no matter your political allegiance, get involved. Vote! Vote. Politics is an everyday thing. Just get out and do it. You're... Your beliefs and your passions, they, they matter, and you, should be, you shouldn't be embarrassed to express them. So wherever you lean, whether you think that taxation is theft or um, legalized weed or anything in between, or I guess for acts, both of those. Yes, or, or prop, um, all property should be confiscated and yeah, redistributed. Yeah, or, yeah, no private property, or abolition of private property and the means of production. Any of that is all valid, and you should get out there, and you should put your name to it, and you should do it. Mm. Beautiful Oprah moment there from <laughs> Yes, that's Greens. right. That's but he's right. absolutely right uh, if you're listening and you're a young person or an old person make sure you exercise your civil uh, responsibility to vote and uh, bring politics to the dinner table and make your family members really uncomfortable and your flatmates mm. and, and your flatmates and don't be embarrassed to come uh, you know temporarily join up with one of these groups because um you know we'll check in with these guys next year they'll all have uh, shifted on the political <laughs> spectrum maybe or uh, you <laughs> know there's there's the great uh, yeah there's great um, sort of movement uh, in these universities. you got to experiment. you got to find out what totally. you really do believe and what sticks and, you know, go have arguments with people. Um, mm. Yeah, go go let the international socialists rant at you for a little bit. You never know. <laughs> it might be your cup of tea. Or uh, with them. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exa well, they don't like that. <laughs> a bit of a uh, friendly... Uh, yeah. Tete-a-tete. Uh, <laughs> you're on Radio 1, 91 FM. This has